Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 534 and Soundgarden on Rock 102. This is it. The end. Until the next one, of course. Uh, the heat wave will end this afternoon. We will have uh, thunderstorms rolling through here that will bring in a cold front. But before that, we will likely hit 95 degrees. And, of course, humidity that will make it feel much warmer. But after that, it gets a whole lot better for 4th of July weekend. Speaking of hot, Michael Dobbs of The Reminder will be joining us today. Wow. He's, uh, this is, what is his temperature up a little? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just uh, trying to weave it all together yeah. and make it sound like it all, uh, you know, flows together. That's the kind of thing you expect in a Hall of Fame caliber broadcast. I mean, not to say he's not, well, no, he's not hot. I mean, you know, I just, I didn't know how you meant it. No, I don't, I don't mean it in a, in a, in a physical way. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, he's, uh, he's hot under the collar. Yeah, okay. Uh, right. You know, he brings the heat mm-hmm. when he brings it to the table. He he likes a good cigar. You got to like that with a some sort of uh, fire device, matches, uh, lighter, what I have suppose. you. Uh, so, yeah, Michael Dobbs will be joining us later on this morning. A lot of other stuff, too. It's 535 on Rock 102. Live in co- Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 550 in Credence on Rock 102. One more uh, half a day of uh, killer heat. And then probably thunderstorms rolling in this afternoon. Today's high 95. Tomorrow, uh, showers and thunderstorms are a high of 78. It is 73 now in downtown Springfield. Hey, what do you say we hop right into some Hollywood trash yibbidi, for Steve yibbidi, and Nick and the You know, I, uh, I feel old. And it's because... Every once in a while, I'll see a name that I have no idea who the hell that is. Yeah, welcome to our world, Steve. Yeah. Anything I feel. Well, uh, this one just kind of... Poo Shiesty. Do you know Poo Shiesty? I do not know Poo. Well, uh, Poo Shiesty's an, uh, an R&B uh, artist and uh, rose to fame last year, apparently. I never heard the song, but apparently he's pretty popular, right? Okay. Back in October, Poo and two friends met up with a couple of guys in Miami, supposedly to purchase some weed and high-end sneakers, but instead... Pooh and one of his friends shot the men, one in the hip and one in the backside. By the way, is this man's name spelled like excrement or like, like Winnie the? Like the bear, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, you know, usually you think the cute cuddly bear when you see it mm-hmm. written P-O-O-H. Yes, yeah. But if you hear it, right. I can see where you're yeah. going with that. Right. But the moment you introduce gunplay, I stop thinking about the 100-acre wood. Well, I'm sure there's 100-acre wood going on somewhere. They uh, took off without paying, but a Louis Vuitton bag filled with $40,912 in cash fell out of Pooh's Lamborghini McLaren. Uh, now, check this out. A few days before the incident, Pooh posted photos of himself with, quote, a plethora of $100 bills. A plethora? A plethora. Cops were able to zoom in on the serial numbers of one of those bills and it matched one of the hundreds in the bag. Uh, <laughs> <imagine> uh, <laughs> That's actually pretty cool. That's pretty damn funny. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Mr. Shiesty is charged with discharging a firearm during a violent crime conspiracy and robber under uh, robbery under a law regulating commerce. That is uh, <laughs> that is a pretty classic way to get yourself caught. It's very good uh, police work there. Uh, didn't I just say to you guys yesterday when doing enough stories about Elvis Costello? We don't. That was last week, though. Elvis Costello was not bothered at all by the similarities between the guitar riffs of his hit Pump It Up and Olivia Rodrigo's Brutal. He said, quote, it's how rock and roll works. You take the broken pieces of another thrill and you make it a brand new toy. 
Yeah, he's kind of got a point. Yeah, except if you're ripping somebody off too much, you can sue them. Yeah, that's true, too. Uh, whenever Ed Sheeran is in Los Angeles, he stays with Courtney Cox. All right. They've become that good of friends. Or he just enjoys hanging out with Cox. I guess he does. Isn't uh, Courtney Cox old enough to be his mother? Probably, probably yeah. yeah. On the late show with uh, or late late show with James Corden, Ed admitted that one time when Courtney left the room, he ordered a gimp mask on Alexa. Uh, wow, a gimp mask? Yeah, he said he had uh, the S and M thing where you put it over your face, like a Pulp Fiction. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, Courtney had no idea where it came from, so he just keeps doing it. Well, now she knows. He keeps doing what? Ordering it or wearing Anytime it? Anytime he stays at her house, he tells he tells her Alexa to order a gimp mask. All right, you know what? When house guests start dressing creepy, that's when I pay for their hotel room. Especially if they're ordering things through my Alexa. Yeah, I, that would piss me off yeah. even more. And what, celebrities with Alexa kind of surprises me because you think those things are listening to you all the time. Mm-hmm. You think and, but no one can listen to Ed Sheeran for too long. Actually, I kind of like it, Sharon. Yeah, but do you like uh, Miss Cox? Uh, maybe in a gimp mask. Uh-huh. Yeah, he knows what do. he's doing. But this is kind of sick on his part, don't you think? Very, very sick. He's like, now when I go back there, I order her another gimp mask. She has like 12 of them now. I hide them in people's bedrooms so they'll go in the drawer and find a leather S&M mask. So he, 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 he buys them for her and hides them in her house? Apparently, I guess that's what he's saying. All right, he's got to find another place to stay. But he's that's some issues. You got some issues there. Uh-huh. Jeff Garland thinks Larry David has maybe one more season of Curb Your Enthusiasm left in him. He said that even though Larry is in good shape, he's about to be 74 years old, and the busy filming schedule is physically exhausting. Yeah, they said those those are all like improv. Remember we talked mm-hmm. to we talked to Jeff Garland. Yep. Yeah, there's a there's a structure, there's a story structure, and then the, all the uh, dialogue is improvised. But but I, but I don't get why, um, especially the the cable channels. Well, I, I I suppose I the cable channels more so than the streaming channels would have to stick to a schedule, a a shooting schedule. You know, it's like however long it takes them to make it. That's when it gets put out. Yeah, but there's got to be a budget, I'm sure, and there's yeah. probably got to be yeah. you know. People get paid based on how much time they're taking away to do filming. Mm-hmm. He also takes his time in between seasons <laughs> yeah. to kind of create that structure. I think, you know, in in a lot of ways, maybe the actual production of each episode is probably the shortest amount of time it takes to put together the whole series. Probably. Ariana Grande is helping to give away $1 million in free therapy. Applicants will be matched with a licensed therapist for a free month of care. She's hoping it helps people feel okay asking for the help that they need. A free month? What is that? How many times a week? How many times? A day? How many hours each time? However much you want or she tells you? I guess however much she's going to give you. Yeah. If she's giving yeah. away a million dollars total right? and you know a million people sh- uh, sign up, there's only going to be a finite number of those people that are going to be allowed to because... What, what's the doctor visit? 200 bucks, at least? Probably close to that. Yeah. She's not conducting it herself, though, right? I mean, she's not... Uh, no, she's sending you, s- you to professionals. I don't know. Her hand-picked professionals, or do I find my own? 
uh, her handpicked professionals. Yeah. I mean, I just don't know how I feel about, you know, opening up to her about, you know, all of my, my many traumas. Um, I could I could probably open up to her. <laughs> I'm sure you could. Yeah, no. yeah. Kim Kardashian toured the Vatican this week wearing an, uh, an off-the-shoulder sheer white lace dress with lots of cutouts to expose her midsection and back. Obviously, people thought she was being very, very disrespectful. Isn't that exactly what uh, the Virgin Mary wore uh, no. in that famous picture? Uh, Absolutely not. No. Oh. she's don't, don't ever compare her to right. the Virgin Mary. Well, did the she, Virgin Mary have something to say? No, actually. <laughs> yeah, oh my God, the last time this woman <laughs> desecrated oh, my church. Oh my son. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. Then that's your Hollywood trash yeah. on Rock 102. Ah, yeah. Celebrate and save now. Go clean and green with Gas Sipping Hybrid. Lease the 2021 Elantra Hybrid Blue for 257 2021 And now, Bax's View from the Couch. Brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Get instant savings with your Rocky's Ace Rewards card. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? Folks, I'd like to take a moment to talk about productivity in the workplace. Personally, I'm not a big fan. Give me a lot of stuff to do and there's a very good chance I'll complete a certain percentage of it just before a deadline. Meet or exceed that deadline and all of a sudden everybody expects you to get things done all the time. That's just not how I roll. The truth is, uh, it's completely unrealistic to expect a guy like me or anybody else to keep pumping out quality work every single day. Even I, a Massachusetts Broadcast Hall of Famer, has to pace myself. This is why I look at a guy like Kyle Schwarber of the Washington Nationals and say, slow down, kid, you're making a spectacle of yourself. You see, over the last 18 games, Kyle Schwarber has become one of the most electrifying batters in the major leagues, hitting 16 home runs all in the month of June. To make matters more incomprehensible, he didn't start narking dingers out of the park until June 12th. Kyle is only the third player to have 16 home runs in 18 games. The other two guys were Sammy Sosa in 1998 and Barry Bonds in 2001. He's had 12 of those home runs over the last 10 games. He's hit multiple home runs in five separate games, and the kid is tearing it up. And while that's all very exciting, all I can think of is what else Barry Bonds and Sammy Sosa had in common. And apart from a lot of dingers, they also shared the same metabolically compromising yet illegal supplementation. Not to say that Kyle Schwarber is on the juice because that would be presumptuous, uh, presumptuous, but honestly, enough is enough. You're setting yourself up to meet unattainable expectations, kid, and that's just not realistic. Listen, sustained productivity is highly overrated. You don't need to be mashing baseballs out of the park every single time. You're a leadoff hitter. Just get on base. Where's the shame on that? I should point out that Schwarber is perhaps seeing the writing on the wall and will be opting out of the home, room, uh, the home run derby during the All-Star break just to rest up. And I think that's a good decision. And let that be a lesson to all of us. Productivity sure sounds good on paper, but it ain't all what it's cracked up to be. But hey, enough of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware, the Weber Kettle Grill for true charcoal grilling, the Genesis Gas Grill for speed and temperature control, the Weber Portable for tailgating, and the Weber Electric for plug-in convenience. Weber Grills, a different kind of grill for every occasion and for every need. Get your Weber today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm back. So that's my view from the couch. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 611 and Journey on Rock 102.
Yesterday afternoon, I'm uh, sitting out on the deck uh, with my phone. Why? And, huh? Why? Oh, that's what I do. And uh, I, I look at the phone. The Weather Channel uh, automatically gives me the Chicopee temperature. And that official Weather Channel temperature is out at the base. And I can see uh, in the sky really dark clouds in the direction of the base. I'm sitting on my deck. I know it's in the mid-90s. Uh, but on the base, it's 76 degrees, and you can t- and when you look at the radar, you can see that one of the one of the storms. An hour later, it was 90 something again out at the base. Yeah. But with those storms coming through last night or yesterday, it, it would cool down. But then when it passed, the humidity went up. I was uh, driving around yesterday. Uh, we went out to lunch, and uh, temperature in my car mm. reached 100 degrees. Uh. Now. I also saw later on that it hit 102. 102.1? I don't know uh, if I don't know what the uh, what the decimal breakdown was, mm. but we hit 102 yesterday. And uh, I don't know if uh, any of you experienced this, but I thought that was rather hot. That is, uh, it's a little warm. So uh, some cities and towns snap their fingers and they make things happen, and others get all worked up about it. Uh, a few days ago, we were telling this story about how in Springfield, this uh, veterinarian wanted to open up a funeral home, a pet funeral home in the old Hill neighborhood. And Mass, the Mass Live had a picture of the building, which appears to be surrounded by an eight foot high barbed wire topped chain link fence. This appears to be a property that probably hasn't been used for a while. So in an effort to keep people from breaking in, I guess uh, they put this up. The person wanted to turn this into a water-based cremation process. Well, the neighbors said, no way. And they went to the city council. Well, first they went to the community, uh, the neighborhood council, the old, uh, old Hill neighborhood council. Then they went to the city council. And last night the permit was rejected by an 11 to 1 vote. So you'll have to find other ways to deal with your late pets. And one of the, uh, actually, this is one of the counselors, Mallow Brown said, we're old school and we don't want any more death there. Anything signifying death. We really, as a community, want something different there. You don't want death. Nothing's being killed there. Yeah, it's just being processed. Uh, Yeah. They're already dead. (laughs) It's it's um, I guess you have to look at it. It would be providing a a, a essential service because yes. some people you know would like to memorialize their their late pets. Yeah, uh, and uh, and others say no. You know something? We'd we'd like to have uh, we'd like to have something else that fits better into the neighborhood. You know, let's say uh, a community center, uh, a mental health facility, an after school program, a bakery, or a flower shop. A mental health facility? Tell that to the people of, uh, oh, man, now I can't remember. There was a, in, in the area, there was a mental health facility. I think it was in Springfield that was just rejected because the neighbors said, no, we don't want that there. Are you, you talking about the methadone clinic that was uh, supposed to be downtown? Or in the, uh, the yeah, south end? May, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's what maybe it was. Maybe that was it. Well, and how about this then? How about a 67-acre, 66-acre paved uh, parking lot. Would you like that instead? Because the people of Southwick sure don't. 
and they showed up in droves last night at the uh, town meeting, not just in person, but online. And uh, they said, no, we don't want this. The uh, proponents are pointing out that there'll be four to 600 jobs provided by this over five years and $900,000 a year in property taxes. But uh, the neighbors say, no, no, thank you. Now, apparently they have uh, either a spokesman or at least this is who Channel 22 spoke to there yesterday was a basketball-loving insurance salesman who he claimed would mean that this this facility would mean an auto carrier truck every nine minutes. Now, there are some statistics in this article in Mass Live, but that statistic is not there. It does say 2,600 vehicle trips a day. I don't know what that means. Uh, 90 trips by car carriers. 90 trips by car carriers, but 2,600 vehicle trips a day. Does that mean all the cars that are on the car carriers? It sounds it. That's what it sounds like. Is that the way to count? Well, I mean, if you've got a car carrier that's got uh, 10 cars on it, yeah, it's a lot of cars being moved around the uh, the town of uh, Southwood. But that's not vehicle trips. Vehicle trips would seemingly be an individual self-powered vehicle. Not, not, a, if not ta- a truck on a trailer. But if they're talking about 90 trips by car carrier, you know, that's a lot of uh, additional traffic in a sleepy little burg like Southwick. Yeah. I, I, well, know. I know you don't uh, that uh, that you're all about progress, but you know there are certain towns that would embrace something like this, and certain ones that would not. And while there's loads of open space in Southwick, the people of Southwick like to keep that space wide open and well, and not have it well bogged down by additional traffic. That's one of the reasons why you move to a town like Southwick to avoid a lot of that extra traffic. And that's one of the arguments uh, opponent opponents say Carvana's plan to pave 66 acres of what's now a 137-acre tobacco field is not is not what they want. Um, trying to find these other comments about uh, tobacco and open land, and uh, I think it's a regional issue. I want a farmland. Uh, you know, I mean, look, 66, first of all, it's 66 acres of a 100 and what did I just say? 137-acre tobacco field. That still leaves you an awful lot of room for tobacco. And the town itself has more than enough room for, you know, it doesn't say anything about who owns this property and right. whether or not they're selling it to Carvana. Because even the people are complaining that, you know, when you first told us about this, we never even saw the name Carvana. You only put out the name of the contractor who's going to build this. And and, uh, and then when we found out it was Carvana, then we're like, well, well but what about the property owner? I, I don't see anything listed here about who, you know who's selling it and whether or not he's already got a deal with Carvana. Right. You have to put yourself in the shoes of someone that moves to a, a town like Southwick. You know, and they may be longtime residents. I'm not talking about like they just moved. You know, people who who have uh, maybe spent their lives there. The reason they live in Southwick is it's a quiet town that doesn't have a lot of the issues that, you know, maybe more suburban, more business-friendly towns would have. I grew up in the same kind of town, 
And it's like a town without streetlights, without a McDonald's, without sidewalks. It had none of those things. But did you have a major state road riding through the middle of town? Yeah, we had Route 44 and Route uh, 118. And is that where the business was? The development was? There was an industrial area. That was, yeah, you can't even call it an industrial area, but I mean, there were certain areas of the town that were zoned purely for business. But anytime somebody wanted to take a parcel of land that had to be rezoned for business or you know, recreational purposes or, or, you know, whatever the change might be, you always had people in town complaining about it because the amount of traffic or the traffic flow to that area changed a good deal of the town and if you're a taxpayer and a longtime resident you know a lot of people get pretty ticked off about that kind of thing it's not what they want for their town and yeah. southwick is no different it's absolutely no different if south if the residents of southwick don't want it then maybe they shouldn't have it there's Why lots do of a other, switcheroo there's, here well there's lots of other places to put it do a switcheroo put the uh put the animal cremation place in southwick and put carvana uh, in the old Hill yeah, neighborhood, I, I don't, uh, I don't think they they want that either. I don't think Carvana's got enough if, space for that. If you were say to move something like this to an Agawam, perhaps. well, what makes you think Agawam wants it any more than Southwick? Because I think Agawam is probably a little bit more uh, open to business nah. than a Southwick. I don't know. I think they're more open to development than a Southwick. But, ah. a, but a Southwick is not the kind of town that uh, you move to to be close to the hustle and bustle. Well, they've hired uh, former city councilor, uh, Springfield city councilor, Tim Ryan, to uh, represent them as their attorney. They've raised a whopping 13000 which might be just enough to get Tim to swing by. <laughs> I, I, know, I, know, sure. I know Tim well enough to tell you that it doesn't normally take $13,000 yeah. to get him uh, to show up. Well, uh, you know, to, to handle your case, maybe. Uh, I, you know, look, I just 10 and 202 is, is a major, uh, commercial district. And, and I understand that this is, this is more than that. Um, but, and they also say, by the way, that the town can create a, a, how did they, what did they call it here? I'm not that familiar with Tannery Road, but apparently Tannery Road is somewhat of a twisting road. So they can actually, here, the traffic issues are solvable. The town could require a light and could prescribe routes as part of the special permit. In other words, they can make Carvana not use Tannery Road. Um, they can make them uh, probably, you know, they probably have to come off the pike on 10 and 202 and go straight in that way as opposed to, I don't know what's at the other end of Tannery Road that would make them even need to use it, but maybe it is. But they can they can create a root system of how you're allowed to bring your vehicles in and out. Mm. You know, and uh, I, I mean, I realize it's not industrial. I was going to say something like that that Amazon place that they put in Holyoke, but that's that's kind of an industrial area. But there's but they, a lot of traffic. But they and they would be creating what would become an industrial area. If you're talking about traffic of that of that degree, you know, ninety different vehicle carriers uh, going through there every single day. That's a lot of traffic for a small, quiet town like Southwick. That's a lot. Mm. And you know, if 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 I were resident there, I'd I'd be uh, standing along with these people. Would I, you be wearing a a, a cow costume? 
A cow costume? No, not in this kind of heat. Yeah, uh, but look, I would. There's a woman out there who's wearing it. Certainly. Well, I mean, it's it's not like uh, you know. Let's make a deal when you're trying to get you know to Monty Hall's. Uh, you know, I attention. think it might be because she got twenty five dollars for having a red lipstick in her pocketbook. Well, there you go. It's uh, six twenty three with Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred two. We. <laughs> it's six twenty six. Bax and O'Brien to Rock one hundred two. That's how they're. That's how they're funding that thing this year. Donations. Uh, well, I think they've always kind of uh, done it through donations, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. I mean, I I, I know that uh, my understanding is is that the entertainment has been canceled. Uh, I know that Johnny Six Gun was supposed to be playing there. That was canceled. Um, and my understanding is is that they really only have the money for the fireworks. Uh, so the celebration, yeah, the celebration is off. But the fireworks are planned. Well, you know, what I was reading is that the cost of fireworks mm. this year is sky high because <laughs> I, don't, I don't really mean that uh, as a joke. No, um, just that, that they've because of the pandemic, there are less fireworks to go around. There's actually a shortage. And so the cost of them has now been jacked I up. I saw the thing about a shortage, but I thought that was in reference to like the kind of fireworks people buy. Not the kind that professionals use well, to do shows. A lot of the times, these professionals will actually make them themselves, yeah. but the materials are still hard to find and not as plentiful as they've been hmm. in years past. So, well, it's a good ipso, thing. ipso fatso, the uh, the cost is still high. Then it's a good thing, like I said, that Judy kept all last year's fireworks she in didn't. her basement. She did not. Well, she's already told us that, and you can says. ask her again tomorrow yeah. when she's on the show. And I'm sure her answer will be the same. She's got to stick to her answer. God bless her. Let's laugh. Tell me. Tell me what's funny. It's Bax and O'Brien's joke of the day. Well, it's nice to find a fellow with a keen sense of humor. On Rock 102. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Springfield's classic rock. Uh, a young boy on his way to school. Yes. Walking passes a group of hookers every day. Hookers. Hookers. Every day he passes them, the hookers wave at him with their pinkies. And they say, hi there, little boy. Well, one day the uh, boy stops and he asks the hookers, why are they all waving at him with, with their pinkies? And uh, one of the hookers says, well, first of all, okay, it's, it's just a joke. It's just a joke. But that's what we imagine uh, the size of your penis to be. So uh, the next day, uh, the hookers uh, are standing there again and they're waving at the kid with their pinkies. And the kid stops, he drops his school books on the ground, and he shoves his entire fist into his mouth. And he looks at him and he goes, hi there, ladies. <laughs> you see, because he imagines that's the size of their mouths. Oh, man, he got offensive. them back. <laughs> Booyah! 32 and Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Wow, well, uh, joke of the day, huh? Yeah. Hall of Fame material, if I'm saying right, huh? <laughs> it was not a bad joke. A little uh, uncouth, I would say. Uncouth? uncouth? Have you ever heard some of the jokes this guy, uh, Dad Joke Dave, tells? Well, those are all clean those jokes. All no, clean. they are not. They're squeaky they are. clean. I have, heard, I have heard Dad jokes about penises before. Mm, yes. Not, not that joke, David. Yes. Yeah. You're, yeah. You're, you're thinking of that one guy that used to no. call in that no longer calls nope. in. Nope. Go back and go back and listen to the archives. Oh, I've got the archives. Dad joke, Dave could be a little bit blue every now and then. Mm. 
But he's also not the host of a radio show who's been inducted into the <laughs> Massachusetts Broadcasters <laughs> Hall of Fame. Which well, makes the collar a lot looser. I guess so. Hey, either have we, at least not yet. Storms passing through western Massachusetts yesterday resulted in several trees down and hundreds of residents without power. Over 900 people in Longmeadow, more than 200 people in Pittsfield. Oh. How do we go from Longmeadow to Pittsfield? I don't know, but they all go 330 people in Agawam were affected. <laughs> Uh, according to the MEMA outage map, power has since been restored to most residences. Uh, but uh, those storms got pretty, pretty, pretty bad last night. In some places. We yeah. barely got any rain at all in uh, Chicopee. I was down in uh, in Manchester, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and driving back around, I don't know, 6.30 last night. Yep. You see, it's just so cool to see the bolts of lightning, like, as you're driving up 91. Yeah. yeah like, off in those, uh, those tobacco fields and all that stuff. It was pretty cool. 22 News is uh, live in Longmeadow this morning, and i got to believe uh, some of those full-time gardeners in those mansions are going to be very, very busy today. Oh, yeah. Yep, no doubt about that. They've got their work cut out for them today. You mean we got to pick up extra branches this morning? Yeah, it won't uh, just be about uh, pruning the azaleas today. It's going to be about uh, the removal of debris. Uh, Northampton police are investigating an accident <laughs> that involved a bicyclist in a vehicle on Monday afternoon. Police and firefighters were called to the scene on Pine Street at about 1.40 p.m. A 71-year-old man riding a bicycle was sent to the hospital for evaluation. A photo shared by the Northampton police shows extensive damage to the vehicle's front window. No other details were reported front window the windshield the fact that there's no other details the fact that it was monday that's what i mean the uh i bet the bike is pretty messed up too no one's even bothering to talk about how the bike looks don't know for sure that it is the uh holyoke police department is investigating after a man was stabbed in holyoke on monday night according to captain matthew moriarty around 6 20 p.m the holyoke medical center contacted the police department to report a man in his 50s was stabbed multiple times Uh, Moriarty said the victim was uh, reportedly jumped by four young men described as in their 20s in the area of 170 Sergeant Street. The victim is expected to be okay, and the investigation is ongoing. Four people. Little little, uh, street toughs. Little stabby. Yeah, Mm. little, little punks. The uh, Hamden District Attorney's Office announced yesterday an investigation led by the new SAFE unit, which resulted in 15 men arrested for drugs and illegal guns. According to the Office of the uh, District Attorney, the SAFE unit has been investigating the Knox Street Posse in Springfield for several months. According to the DA, Anthony Galuni, the gang is considered the most violent gang currently operating in western Massachusetts. Now, where did they find those fellas? Uh, Two blocks over. From Knox Street. They were off of Knox Street, yeah. Yeah, They're really kind of going out of their territory, aren't they? For a little while. Information gathered by investigators determined the gang is engaged in street wars with other rival gangs. The Knox Street Posse is known for trafficking firearms and distributing narcotics throughout western New England and mostly in Hamden County and southern Vermont. The investigation resulted in 15 gang members and associates being arrested over the past several months. In total, 20 firearms, 100,000 bags of heroin, approximately 2.8 kilos of cocaine, and $70,000 in cash were seized. The A says the 11 uh, 11 of the people arrested are currently being held in accordance with the state's dangerousness statute with one being held on $100,000 cash bail. But uh, good for the DA's office. Yeah, Round well, good for the task force. I don't normally think of, like, southern Vermont as being uh, deeply involved in gang activity. Uh, well, that's where, uh, that's where a lot of the uh, the drugs are coming from. Right. It just uh, you know, it just seems uh, you know, kind of weird. You know, like, If there are gangs up uh, in Vermont, it's usually you know, you know, gangs of... 
like the ch- Cabot Cheese Game. I was thinking like you know, like cheese makers and yeah. you know guys in flannel, you know that kind of thing. Well, oh. what were we talking? We were talking yesterday about uh, the drug operation practically next door to the police department. You know, if you go places where you think you're least likely to be expected, then uh, it's easier to run an operation that way. See, I just see that as bad planning. It's like, you know, if the Knox Street gang really were on a different, Knox Street posse really were on a different street, and maybe they are. Maybe they just put Knox Street in their name to throw people off. Yeah, but, you know, I mean, how often do they find themselves and say, like, you know, Plum Tree Road. Probably not all that often. But but how scared of them would you be if they were called the Plum Tree Gang? I remember seeing a uh, a film about a, uh, a street gang called the Apple Dumpling Gang. That was uh, those were tough kids. I, I bet I bet they were not. I don't think they were that tough. I think Don Knotts, Tim Conway. Oh, they were tough, all right. Mm. A uh, proposed drug treatment center in an East Springfield industrial park was rejected by the city council on Monday after counselors cited opposition from an abutting church and the neighborhood council. The Recovery Connection Centers of America is is seeking a special permit for the medical offices proposed at 281 Cottage Street, adjacent to and sharing a parking lot with the Cottage Hill Church. God forbid we help people near a church. Uh, These neighborhood councils are bad. They're worse than the posses. The, uh, oh, good. Now you're going to cause problems. <laughs> that was John O'Brien who yeah. said that, by the way. That wasn't me. B-R-I-E-N. <laughs> yeah. The uh, Recovery Connection Center has presented testimony from multiple attorneys, a zoning expert, and medical professionals for the company over the course of multiple hours over multiple nights in recent weeks. Counselors they said it multiple times? No, they didn't say it at all. Oh. Isn't it interesting, hmm. though, that uh, you know so many people you know feel as though, well, you know, we should be... You know, sending guys to uh, you know to rehab to you know to clean up and and uh, you know as opposed to sending them in jail to do it and then uh, then someone says well then let's put one right here then everyone says well no mm-hmm. not near my house. I didn't mean here I meant anywhere but here I mean I want to see uh, you know drug and alcohol rehab just not from my driveway counselors however questioned the impact the treatment center would have on the church and its activities and on the shared church parking lot. They also questioned if the medical offices were a good fit for an industrial park, among other issues. Well, is a church a good fit for an industrial park? <sighs> well, I'm sure the church was there long before. I was going to say you don't know was. what was there first, but it, it is kind of ironic that the church, who are supposed to be there to help people, don't want to have people with substance abuse issues nearby. The, I'm sorry, is this a, an inpatient or an outpatient thing? It sounds like an outpatient place. Yeah. The vote was 13 uh, nothing against the permit. Uh, Ward 4 City Councilor Mallow Brown, describing himself as a religious person and a theologist, said he has spoken to church people in the community and they don't feel the love and the necessity Damn. for you to be welcomed there. Mallow, is the he's the guy. I mean, he, he's the guy who also uh, it's the same, it must be the same neighborhood council that said no to the pet uh, cremation business. Yeah. And it was Mallow Brown who was uh, leading it. Can you tell me what the Ten Commandments are? Brown said in a question that seemed to be directed to a company lawyer, Susan Leach uh, de Blasio. Of no, but I can tell you the 12 steps. Well, there was no response. He asked the question <laughs> after asking de Blasio if she could name the churches adjacent to three other company locations in Massachusetts and Rhode Island. Yeah, they just want the facility 12 steps away from their front yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, that's a... That's kind of a of a nasty ploy there. You know, well, can you name the Ten Commandments? No. Can you name the Twelve Steps? You know, if you want to play that kind of game, it's just that's not fair. 
Plus, most AA meetings are held in church basements. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, but I don't. Is this like a methadone clinic? Because that's what I don't understand. What this place is sounds like it might be. I, but even so, even so, uh, it's it's not it's not a residential area. There's just no. The church well, neither is this place they wanted to put the pet uh, cremation business. Well, and is this uh, church its own standalone? I don't I don't know this church. Is it a standalone building, or are they renting space in an industrial area? Because that happens too. Uh, I don't. I, it sounds like they just want to build this place in there. Yeah. Um, an annual study by the American Farm Bureau Federation found an average Fourth of July barbecue for ten people will only cost fifty nine dollars and fifty cents this year, or just under six dollars per person. Hey, that's not bad, but that doesn't include the cost of beer and fireworks to blow your fingers off with. Yeah, and if you're going to have a Fourth of July picnic without those things, go to the Enfield Town yeah. Green. I think a BYOB uh, these days is perfectly appropriate. You know, why should I be re- financially responsible for everyone else's drunkenness? You know, well, I think a lot of people are having a hard time grasping how much drinks cost when they go back out to outdoor events. You know, you've been, you've been sitting inside or you're sitting outside in your, in your own home for the last year. And then you finally go out and you're like, what? Beer's like eight bucks? The hell with that. I'm quitting. Yeah. Nah, who am I kidding? I got a friend who's got probably like a... I don't know how many feet long it is. A cooler that's probably six feet long. Oh, with the, on on wheels. Uh, I don't even know. If, I would assume it'd have to be. I never. I didn't realize if there were wheels on it or not. But yeah, you know, and it's probably two feet high. Um, huge, huge cooler. Yeah. I mean, that's obviously somebody who is looking to host parties. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But it may also be full of sandwiches too. No, I I saw it the other day. It was full of uh, it was full of alcoholic beverages uh, and and non-alcoholic beverages. Um but I mean the amount of ice it takes to fill this thing. Whew, and it's not it's not sectioned. It's one big open compartment. Yeah, it's it's been so long since I've bought myself a six-pack of beer. But I don't even know what it costs anymore. I'm kind of into the uh, the carbonated beverages now, like the uh, the seltzers and stuff. Uh, yeah, some of those, the Mike's uh, hard stuff. Ain't mm-hmm. no laws with white claws. That's that's that's, that's what I that's what I read. Are you really drinking seltzers? I yeah yeah for some reason, and I stayed away from them for so long because I'm not a fan of carbonated drinks. But I don't know. Your vagina is like huge. <laughs> Oh, that's from the bike. Riding on the bike, yeah. drinking a Truly. Where's your live, laugh, love sign, Karen? Did you go to Target yesterday and pick up all that stuff? You know, Steve, if you were smoking again, it'd be, you'd be smoking Benson and Hedges. B- yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? All right. What? But not That's not true. Little, I preferred Virginia Slims. I was going to say, you're smoking <laughs> little Capris? Yeah. Virginia Slims. I told you my grandmother used to smoke Eve Light 120s, which was like the two by four of the cigarette. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't even, when I was, you know, a teenager and they would steal them from her. Right. It was like, how is anybody getting any kind of nicotine off these things? Because they were, the the filter was so long on Mm. them as well as the cigarette. I did for a little while. I tried Moore's and that was the same thing. 
It was a, it was a very difficult draw. That's a four by eight, by the way. That more <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a. It's like it's more. I think for show than it is for anything else. More. Yeah, oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, you, that's what you did. You used the name right in your sentence. I inadvertently did it. You connected mm-hmm. it. But but it, yeah, for, more for show. Like those, they, they, they just wanted to romanticize those old movies with the people well, smoking the cigarettes <laughs> out of the thing. I think it also helped because I was smoking them to try to quit smoking. And, and since it was so much work to get a draw off of it, it's like they just, uh, they just showed this morning that um, it turns out e-cigarettes are are more effective than tobacco related products to help you quit smoking. Well, I think they already knew that. Uh I think they were suggesting that and I think they were promoting it as a as a marketing ploy, but I don't know if they actually knew it. But now that they're illegal. Hmm. Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be hot and humid with the chance of severe thunderstorms this afternoon and a high of 95. Tomorrow, things start to cool off. Chances of thunderstorms as well in the morning with a high of 79. It is 73 right now in downtown. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 652 and in excess in Rock 102. Inks. No, it's in excess. Oh, back in the 80s uh, when they were popular, uh, they were known as inks in uh, some by, places. By people who didn't know how to pronounce it. Uh, it's uh, in excess. Might be true. The uh, heat wave will be ending later today, but it may be messy. A lot of thunderstorms, even messier than last night for some people, uh, but also not before it hits 95 for a high. It's 73 already in downtown Springfield. Uh, G. Michael Dobbs from The Reminder will be joining us after 8 o'clock today. There's all kinds of uh, stuff we'll be talking to him about, I'm sure. There's a Chigabee High School is uh, doing something I think is very cool, and I'm surprised that there aren't more schools doing this. Chigabee High, according to Mass Live, to add the first EMT course to high school students in the region. Uh, the school department has gotten into a two-year agreement with National Ambulance which has offices in Chicopee. And uh, they have been working in Chicopee to expand career pathways. They've got uh, all kinds of stuff over at Compi for uh, career technical education. Mm, I love a good Compi. And uh, vocational courses as well. But now uh, the EMT, which is the first course of its kind in an area high school, will be treated similarly to dual enrollment programs offered through local colleges. National Ambulance runs a training facility on Main Street, and they will have some of their trainers teach the three-credit semester-long class. This is a this is a great idea. I you know I've always thought things like the Heimlich maneuver or CPR or things like that should be part of the curriculum. Yeah, and they're and they're kind of taught in in certain health classes, but this is different. This is yeah. this is more like a career path. Yeah. Uh, type of thing, which a lot of dual enrollment programs uh, are really all about anyway. And it's for seniors only because to take the national certification test you have to be 18. So the classes will be open to those who will most likely be 18 by the time uh, they finish the class. And uh, it's also a, they're also paying for it. I'm not sure who's going to be paying for it because usually it's $1,350 to take an EMT class. Um, The school department is hoping to receive a grant to cover some of the costs. It really is a great idea. The first one starts in January. It is. I mean, you know, I mean, as, as well as anybody else, you know, knowing CPR and how to do it correctly and then to, 
you know, periodically, you know, retake the classes because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes uh, the you know, things change, like the, yeah. you know, the recommendations for certain, you know, CPR protocols changes yeah. you know, from year to year. So, but I think, you know, I think it's a, it's, it's a real good idea. I think I'm surprised it's not done uh, more often. And I, and I'm surprised also that they would pick a city that's got two high schools. You'd think that, although, you know, granted there are courses over a comp that they don't have at Chicopee High because it's a newer school. They were able to build things that that Chicopee High doesn't have. Um, but, yeah, this can all lead to uh, careers. You know, speaking of careers, all the jobs that are out there right now, yeah. I, and I understand even the low-paying jobs out there are still going to want to look at your resume or your background. But I'm thinking this yesterday when I'm still seeing all these homeless people at these intersections waiting for money, you know, asking for money with all the jobs that are out there right now, can they not get one of the, I mean, again, I I realize it might not look good on your resume to say for the last four months, you've been living at the end of exit 43 or, you know, spending nine hours a day with a bucket in your hand, hoping someone put money in it. But Still, there are jobs out there, and, I, and I'm sure there are a lot of uh, you know, homeless people that would like to get those jobs and apply for them. But you know, there's also a lot of reasons why people are homeless. It's not just because you know I'm out of work. It's just you know, know. there's lots of different uh, situations that create it. It's just I, I, it's just when you see some of them standing out there, some of them look very able-bodied and, and probably would be able to you know work some kind of a, a of a job. And since all we keep hearing about are places that can't open because they don't have enough people to work, uh, I don't know. It's a 656 Ace Rewards card. Hey, good morning, sports fans. How the heck are you? As many of you know, getting old ain't exactly a walk in the park. Sometimes your body, your stamina, your psychological perspective bulldozes its way into the crapper. Next thing you know, you're in traction, sitting there with a bag of frozen peas in your aching joints, wondering... Where did all that youthful exuberance disappear to? Well, I hate to break it to you. Getting old is completely unavoidable and fully expected. At some point, your body starts screaming at you to knock it off, take it easy, and start acting your age. Case in point, 39-year-old Serena Williams forced to withdraw from Wimbledon yesterday after injuring her leg in the first-round match against some woman whose name I absolutely cannot pronounce. A woman she could have easily beaten with her eyes closed on any other day of the week had it not been for her slipping on the grass and wrecking her knee. As a result, she was unable to continue the match and forced to withdraw from the tournament. That means that she'll have to wait until next year when she's 40 to compete for her eighth Wimbledon championship. This is only the second time in her career where she had to withdraw from a Grand Slam event due to injury, and that was 23 years ago at Wimbledon when she was only 17 years old. The difference now is she's 39, and as you know, tennis injuries are worse when you're almost 40 than when you're a teenager. Look, I'm not telling Serena Williams what to do here because I'm fairly sure she doesn't really care about my opinion. But professional tennis is really not designed for old people. That's why there are so few old people playing at the Grand Slam level. And why is that? Because it's a great way for the elderly to get hurt. 
That's why I stopped training for those events years ago. I just didn't think it was fair to all those youngsters to try to prove a point. And with a 23 majors uh, championships under her belt and a net worth of $210 million, Serena Williams really has nothing left to prove to anybody except herself. And as anyone over the age of 39 will tell you, that's where people make their biggest mistakes, by believing in themselves. That's just not realistic. But hey, and of my yapping sports brought to you by Rocky's Ace Hardware. Traeger Wood Fire Grill is a wood pellet grill. Premium cooking grade hardware pellets that give your meat a smoky flavor, whether it's hickory or cherry or apple or mesquite. Pellet grilling gives you total temperature control, too. You can even bake on it. Get a Traeger Wood Fire Grill today at your neighborhood Rocky's Ace Hardware. I'm Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock at 7-Eleven in Skinner on Rock 102. Maybe a half a day of uh, scorching heat left before this uh, ends. They're talking about thunderstorms rolling in here probably about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But before that, we're going to hit 95 degrees with humidity. And then tomorrow, showers and thunderstorms on a high of only 78. In fact, it's 77 already in downtown Springfield. Michael Dobson, the reminder, will be uh, joining us next hour. There's loads of stuff to talk to Dobbs about this week. I wasn't going to mention this on the air because... Um, it quite frankly may be one of the stupidest things I've ever done, but then I realized that money is far more important to me than pride. So, uh, and you know, I've 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 been more than willing to share embarrassing moments on the air before. So st- wait, 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 wait. The stupidest thing you've ever done? Yeah, I believe it is. Really? I think so. Because you got to, I mean, if I, I go back in time, mm-hmm. uh, and I've known you for you know a couple of years, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot on that list. I know it, but I believe this just might be the topper. So last week, uh, I purchased uh, two tickets to see the Eagles at the, uh, the uh, center there in uh, Boston. Uh, uh, the, Fleet uh, Center? You mean the 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 TD Garden? TD Garden. There, there you go. Yeah. Uh, I bought them. I bought them online. Show is, uh, I believe, August twenty seventh. Um, I bought them online. I bought them through uh, Ticketmaster, and they weren't cheap. Uh, the, these were probably the most expensive tickets I've ever purchased before. Well, how much you pay? I think I believe they were like one hundred and seventy five dollars a piece. So that's $350 total right there. So because of that high dollar amount, when I saw the little uh, tab to insure my purchase, which I've never done before, I thought, eh, 350 bucks, you know? Uh, I'd hate to lose that for whatever reason. Right. So I bought the insurance. And how much is the insurance? The insurance, I think it was like $23. So, um, circumstances arose and I discovered, uh, I'm not going to be able to go to the show. Got emergency surgery that day. Yes, exactly. Uh, so I'm thinking to myself, okay, well, I'm going to see what I can do to get a refund on these tickets. But before I do that, okay. I'm going to see if I can get a refund on the insurance because I guess I don't need that. So I, I call the insurance company and I cancel the insurance policy and I get an email shortly thereafter letting me know that I have been credited that amount and that the policy is canceled. 
So if I'm understanding this correctly, you can't go to the show, mm. then cancel the insurance uh-huh. without taking advantage of the insurance benefits. For some reason, and I admit the stupidity of this, I didn't... For some reason, I thought I was insuring a cancellation of the concert other than my own. Okay. So, and, and which is stupid, because if the Eagles had to cancel it, of course you would get a refund. Of course. If the TD Center had to cancel it, of course you'd get a refund. That's right. I don't know why it didn't occur to me that my own need to cancel going right. was exactly why I bought insurance. Hey, riddle me this. Did uh, at any point during the purchase of this insurance policy, did you read what you were buying? I read that I was buying insurance. Thinking what? That Again, that if the show got canceled... I would get my money back. Did you think at all about any recourse of your own cancellation? No. So, in other no. words, in other words, you bought an insurance policy without understanding what you were buying. Exactly. But you know I what? See. I have probably five of those. My homeowners, my life insurance. I don't understand what any of those things are. <clears throat> Unless you have to make a claim, or would you cancel those yeah. policies too? Probably. I probably from my deathbed, I would cancel my life insurance policy and. Uh, as the house was already on fire, I would cancel the homeowners. I was going to say, great yeah. timing. Yeah. So um, when I when I realize my stupidity, then I, uh, I I go to the Ticketmaster website and I start reading uh, about the refund policy, of which there basically is none, right? Uh, unless, of course, the Eagles canceled the show or the TD Garden canceled the show. Um. So, uh, let's see. How do I do, tell this? So, the first thing I I did is I called the insurance company back. And I said, uh, listen, um, this may be the stupidest thing you've heard in a month, possibly even longer than that. And I, and I explained the whole story. And I go, now, look, I've had this insurance policy for the last five days. I canceled it like five minutes ago. Uh, can I, can I get this back for the same premium, even double the premium? No, I'm sorry, sir. You can't do that. I'm like, can I buy a new policy? No, I'm sorry. You have to do that at the time of the purchase of tickets. So <sighs> then I go back to the Ticketmaster website, right? Cause I'm thinking to myself, I'm going to have to sell these tickets. I go back to the Ticketmaster website not even aware that they, in fact, have a button on their website for you to sell your tickets. The problem is, is that the 175 to $350 pair of tickets, <clears throat> I can only get $266 for which through is below, Ticketmaster. Which is below the value. Way below value. I'm not looking to make money, but I'm looking to break even. Now, I'm not even sure how I can, because I, you know, I did whatever was necessary on the computer to make this situation happen where 
Now my tickets, which are e-tickets, which are, you know, I don't even have physical tickets. I didn't print anything. Uh, it's it's in an email. Right. But now I've given Ticketmaster the permission to sell them. I don't know how to, you know, if they sell them today for $266 and I could have sold them tomorrow for 350 now I don't know how to back out of the deal. <laughs> My God, you are. I idiot. know. You know, uh, I, I, first of all, when you buy the insurance, I mean, you, you, I mean, of course you would get a refund I know if they canceled now. the show. What I would be the point that. of even buying I, it? I, I know. I know. It's for your cancellation. Yes, I didn't not for know theirs. it then. How did you not I, think I don't of know. that? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not supposed to be anywhere without adult supervision. Honest. And I shouldn't have been allowed to do this in, in any way. Why didn't you just print up the tickets and then try to sell them on eBay? Where well, you may or may not have had like a like a bidding war, and that way you could have actually profited. Well, that's what that. I'm trying to figure out if I can still do. I mean, you know, it's well, two months give, until the show. I'm trying given, to find out how to. I've given them permission, but I, 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 there must be a way I can back out. No, you've given them permission. They've probably already sold them. No, they said they would. I'd get an email as soon as they were sold, and I, and I haven't gotten an email. Well, that doesn't mean so, anything. It means they haven't gotten around to the email. Well, but you're but not. That, but there's got to be a way for me to back out. There's not. You've given them. You don't them, know that. You don't know that they don't. I'm uh, saying of course given, I don't, which is why I'm asking. If you've given them permission, it is now completely out of your uh, hands. You don't know that. You don't know that. I. It, it may still be. <laughs> I might still have an opportunity to back out of this. I. I bet you you don't. Well, uh, you want to bet? What do you want to bet? I'm not, I'll bet you 175 dollars a ticket. I am not. Betting you money on this twenty three dollars. I'm no. I'm well, not. I'll bet you the. I'll bet you the cost of the insurance. No, because again, if you're going through a process in which they are in charge of, like selling the tickets that you can no longer use, mm. I don't see how they're just gonna not sell them. Well, it would only take a matter of seconds. What if I said, uh, what if I said, no, because I would have thought that, but it's been days and they haven't been sold yet. Um, and I believe the show is sold out, which is kind of why I'm surprised. I haven't gotten an email from them yet saying uh, that they sold them, but, um, but I'm trying, I, there's gotta be somebody out there who knows, uh, whether or not I can back out of this thing and, and and keep the tickets myself and then (sighs) print them. But you know what? I don't know how to do that on eBay. But you know what? I, I don't know how to sell things on eBay. I've never sold something on eBay. All of the steps that you're talking about here, mm. there is lang- language within those websites that uh. explains exactly what you are buying, ex- exactly what you are asking everybody to do, whether mm-hmm. it's between the insurance company or or Ticketmasters resell, you know, selling back uh, you know those tickets. You know, back to, to Ticketmaster. The fact that you haven't received an email doesn't really surprise me or mean that much. It's not like an automatic exchange. It may have even gone through your junk f- file for all you know. So I don't know why you would think that there's a way for you to get back what you already given them permission to do. For all you know, none of this could be true. Well, I would. I would uh, be willing to not argue with you if I didn't think I was dealing with a total dope who uh, got himself in this position to begin with. Oh, uh, boy. Come on, please. Please. 
the text I'm getting from the person I expected some support from. Uh, <laughs> and what are they saying? Uh, except the fact that you effed up. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, uh, twice, um, really. Uh, Not just with the insurance, pos- but also with Ticketmaster. Possibly three. There might be three F-ups. But uh, I would like to know if anyone knows if I can back out. And if so, would anyone like to buy these tickets? Yeah. Uh, look at the phones blowing up. Maybe Nothing. I can sell them at the uh, Big Bunk and Smoke tonight. Uh, yes, Steve? Or, or you could just uh, reflect on all the gas money that you didn't spend last year because you were broadcasting from the comfort of your own home and say, you know what? I'm just going to eat the cost of these tickets. Now, yeah. I don't, I, but you know, I or might I ultimately have to do that. But until I know I have no more recourse, mm-hmm. uh, then I'm going to fight this. Well, uh, what, here's what, a here's a ticket buying expert right now. Uh, Rock 102. Good morning. Who's this? Hey, this is John, and I, I just wanted to uh, give some advice to uh, you know who. Yes, you're on the air right now. You're on the air. All right. Well, I've seen I. I'm, Believably, I know somebody else that have been has been through this before. Okay, and they tried to do the same thing that you're trying to do. They released them to Ticketmaster to sell, and then tried to sell them themselves. Yep, and they wound up double selling the same tickets and wound up getting charged for uh, attempted fraud. Well, b- because they tried to sell them after they'd already told Ticketmaster, "I want to sell them to you." Correct, but they didn't. Ticketmaster. They- Ticketmaster sold them, and the person sold them right. the same day. But the guy, the person that you're talking about, didn't check with Ticketmaster first and say, hey, can I back out of this and have my tickets back? No, he printed them out. Yeah. Once he printed them yeah, out. Can, it, yeah, uh, see, I, I, know, I, I know you can't do that. I wouldn't do that. I, would, well, I wouldn't I, want to contact Ticketmaster. You, you might think you would have known you couldn't do some of the other stuff. <laughs> right. Yes. I am aware, sir. I All am right. aware. Thank you, Thank very, you much. very much. Yeah. No, I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't print them and try to sell them. I want to speak with someone. And I, I don't even want to do this internet stuff. Uh, I want to talk to a human being. Yeah. Uh, okay. You know what? Why don't you get the crank telephone out and see That's right. Uh, Hang be, on. Be crank caller number 10. All right. Yeah. We got another call. Rock 102. Good morning. Oh, they just hung up. Ah. Uh, someone uh, just messaged and said, whenever you buy tickets from Ticketmaster, there is a disclaimer that said that all sales are final. This is new. It started this year because of the money oh. they lost because of the pandemic. There you go. It's new. It's not a, it's not a, you know, this is the way it's always been. How did you not know that kind of thing? Well, it's I, a new deal. I think if you called Ticketmaster, they would probably tell you, how did you not know that? Well, be, and I would be happy for them to tell me that, but I can't even find a phone number and, uh, you know, all the contact us stuff is, is online <laughs> and, uh, there's no phones, there's no people. <sighs> I think you've uh, screwed yourself on this one. It's uh, 725 on Rock 102. 733 with Bax and O'Brien at Rock 102. It's time for news brought to you by Yankee Home Improvement. This month, receive 60% off installation with no money down, no payments, and no interest for a full year. Visit yankeehomeimprovement.com and always use the keyword Bax. There's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, would you like to hear a little uh, piece that was done by Western Mass News yesterday? Yes. All right. We'll New at 432, morning radio staples in Western Mass are part of the 2021 class of the Massachusetts Broadcasters <clears throat> Hall of Fame. 
Mike Baxendale and John O'Brien, co-hosts of The Bax and O'Brien Show on WAQI Rock 102, are two of this year's nine inductees. The duo recently celebrated 25 years on the air together. They're also known for their annual Mayflower Marathon, seen here, which food and funds each November for the food pantry. Foods They'll be inducted into the hall on September 30th. Foods and funds for the food pantry? Yes, that's right. They're obviously only using the information from the press release from the Hall of Fame. Yeah, which is wrong. Yeah, right. Yeah, That's uh, why she said the 25 years. I'm surprised you didn't say the 57-hour uh, marathon. Well, listen, first of all. Foods for fun. I am uh, I am not going to sit here and cr be critical of Jordan Chagalinzer by any means imaginable. No, I won't. But, well, you can, but uh, I won't. But, uh, yeah, no. listen, they talk to nobody here. But, yeah. the, but yeah. to their credit, they were the only local news organization well, that reported on it. No Mass Live, no uh, 22 News, uh, uh, nobody. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, 22 News did a story a couple of years ago when Bill Pepin went in, and I'm sure Channel 40 did something when Dave Madsen went in. Sure. But I don't know that other media organizations are really all that, that they care. I no, mean, they, they, they clearly don't care. Yeah. I'm just saying that it's, you know. But I don't it, know that we is, should expect it. But uh, well, I think we uh, I think we we should expect yeah. it because frankly, it happens so infrequently when someone from Western Mass gets acknowledged for anything, never mind the broadcasters' Hall of Fame, that it's news. Mm. Certainly more newsworthy than half the stories they covered yesterday. What are you talking about? What about uh, the National Association of Broadcasters giving the awards to Twenty Two News uh, for uh, for their coverage? And oh, that's yeah. a national association. Yeah. Like yeah, like yesterday, we get an email from uh, uh, the scam guy. Uh, Steve Weissman, congratulating us on getting into the New England Museum or, or Hall of Fame of Broadcasting. I'm like, oh, hold on there, buddy. It's the Massachusetts one. Yeah, it's not a, it's not yeah. a, an entire there, region. It's there's, just there's people in Bar Harbor. I'm sure are doing much better than we are. Uh, I don't know about that. Penobscot Island. <laughs> Nevertheless, <laughs> I appreciate the Western Mass News at least acknowledged it. Yeah. That was that was cool. Thank you very much. I just, uh, you know, and no offense against uh, Jordan Jagelinzer, but the way she reads it, it's almost as if, like, she's never heard of us before. Mm, well, it's, it's possible she may not have. She might not. She's you, young. She's been there for, like, at least four years. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but we haven't really done anything all that outstanding in four years. Uh, New Hampshire's highest court is deciding whether to allow a bail hearing for a West Springfield man charged in connection with the death of seven motorcyclists two years ago. Vladimir Zhukovsky has been in jail since the crash happened in Randolph on June 21st of 2019. His lawyers argued that he deserves a bail hearing after three refusals. The state said Zhukovsky is in danger and the judge was not required to hold the bail hearing. No word when a ruling will come down. Zhukovsky's trial is scheduled to begin in November. Actually, that's not entirely true. He was... I believe taken into custody like a week after the accident because I I was told he went to the beach the weekend after the crash. But um, speaking of New Hampshire, did you see that the uh, Supreme Court has ruled against New Hampshire in the lawsuit that they had against Massachusetts? Did they rule against it or they refused to hear the case? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, that, they I'm, refu I'm, they refused to hear the case. I'm uh, Googling it now, so it might have been that they just refused it. What yeah. was the lawsuit? The Be lawsuit was it was about uh, you know, Massachusetts residents 
uh, or, uh, or New Hampshire taxing mass residents for working remotely. Right. Oh, I see. And because yeah. you know New Hampshire doesn't have a state income tax, it makes it a little bit good, you know, a little ambiguous as far as you know whether you should be paying uh, taxes depending on where you live. But most states in New England, at least, have a reciprocity agreement, so there's no issue. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand how that works because I've never had to have to do that. I never yeah. worked routinely in one state and lived in another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget. I mean, I used to work in Massachusetts when I lived in Connecticut, I but I don't remember have, how it how it worked. I think you basically have to pay both state taxes, and then at the end of the year, you file for some sort of abatement or whatever. But I don't. The uh, New Hampshire governor's administration sued Massachusetts, uh, saying that it would hold workers who had started telecommuting during the pandemic to the state's five percent income tax. Charlie Baker said that he would hold the workers to the 5% income tax if they went to New Hampshire. Workers who had been remotely working prior to the pandemic would not have to pay the tax. There is no state income tax in New Hampshire. I don't think I knew that. So oh, if yeah. you were working prior to the pandemic, if you were living in, in Massachusetts, living in New Hampshire, working in Massachusetts before the pandemic, you didn't have to pay the 5% income tax? I don't know. That doesn't that seem works. right. Well, that but they get you in other ways, though. It doesn't matter whether they do or not. I didn't realize this was only a pandemic-related. I mean, I know it was it became no, an issue during the pandemic. The telecommuting part of it, the, the state income tax. They haven't had state income tax there in years. No, I know that. I'm saying I didn't know that Massachusetts could tax you if you were living in New Hampshire while working in Massachusetts. But they weren't before the pandemic. That is kind of weird. Very weird. Mm. Uh, A Springfield man was arrested on Monday after police say he chased a woman in Mattapan while brandishing an ice pick. Well, it was hot out. It was very hot. Maybe she had the ice. Yeah, maybe she had a big block of ice going on there. 36-year-old Gordon Billinghurst is being... that's a great John Houseman. Yes. Gordon Billinghurst. Is being charged with assault by means of a dangerous weapon in possession of Class B drugs after allegedly threatening the victim in the area of 550 River Street. Police responded to the area after the female victim ran into an MBTA police substation frantically seeking help. She told police she was being chased by a suspect wielding an ice pick. The woman was uninjured. The victim provided a detailed description allowing BPD officers to quickly locate the suspect on Blue Hill Avenue where he was placed in custody without incident after being positively identified. Uh, They also uh, found a tool with a wooden handle and a metal prong on Billinghurst at the time Hmm. of the arrest. That sounds like an ice pick. It sounds like he's an ice maker. (laughs) Or an ice picker. Yeah, right. Uh, Police also found 20 vials containing crack cocaine and cocaine residue while booking Billinghurst. Well, how how are you supposed to break up the crack cocaine without the ice pick? Yeah, that's all he was doing. He was breaking rocks. Yeah, I mean, it could have been an ice pick. It could have been any tool, right? I mean, it could have been like a a chisel. It could have been a screwdriver. Uh, Southwick residents continued their opposition over a planned Carvana Unana. Facility on College Highway Monday. At a select board meeting, dozens of residents spoke during the public comment portion. The proposed 66-acre Carvana Unana site would be right across from the... What is that? It's supposed to be like the Havana sign. Havana (laughs) Unana. Half of my heart is in... I thought it was like Hakuna Matata. (laughs) No, no, no. 
Uh, no, anyway, that would be stupid. Hakuna Carvana. It would be right across from Southwick's DPW on Route 202, which runs through downtown Southwick. Residents asked the board to, to uh, address uh, questions like property tax breaks, how Southwick will pay for repaving of roads, and how much more traffic will be on the town's roadways. Does you know, 202 actually run? Is that considered downtown Southwick? I would have thought uh, 57 was downtown Southwick. Well, isn't the town no. hall right there on 202? Uh, or right in that section. Yeah, and it is right in that area. Everything is there. Police department, mm-hmm. town hall, fire department. But that's not anywhere near where Carvana Unana. Unana would go. <laughs> I don't even know if, I, if you can really legitimately say that Southwick has a real downtown area. Well, I mean, if you assimilate downtowns to where town halls are or, or city halls, but again, you know, like I said, that that is one town that seemingly, for all the old English stuff that we maintain and continue to want to keep, uh, Southwick is the one town that seems to have modernized more than any other. Modern-looking yep. police department, fire department, library, right. town hall. But without compromising the feel of the town. Yeah, right. So I, I mean, look at Wilbraham, for example. Yeah, they rebuilt a... Uh, a police department looks just like a Cumberland Farms. Mm-hmm. You never know you were in uh, yeah. Wilbraham and any other part of the of the town. Get arrested and also get a bag of uh, Funyuns. Funyuns? I believe you can get Funyuns there. So I was telling you off the air, John, uh, about because I looked up Carvana processing centers, mm-hmm. and one of them in Richmond, Virginia, they Carvana wound up backing out of that because of so much opposition from the neighbors. Well, in, I think they're the going to back out of this one too. They probably will, but they yeah. still went ahead. I mean, Richmond's a much bigger city, mm-hmm. but they still went ahead with the car tower with the vending machine. Ah, oh, that's cool. Yeah, how about that? What if they do that in Southwick? All right, look, you don't want nine hundred thousand cars here in a in a week. Fine, we'll have thirty of them well, inside yeah. of a tower. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't think that's gonna fly. I, I don't think that'll work either. Uh, what? I just lost my train of thought. Oh, my God. Uh, I hate when that happens. Uh, police in Waterboro, Maine, responded to a report of a stolen vehicle on Sunday, and they stopped a man who was walking nearby because they thought he was involved. It turned out he was not, but there was a warrant out for his arrest because he'd been caught shoplifting from Walmart. So they took him to jail and booked him, and then they let him post $200 bail to get out. But he tried to post bail with counterfeit money. Oh, boy. Hell he handed them yeah. two $100 bills that weren't real, so they tacked on a forgery charge and uh, took him back to his cell. He paid another $100 in bail to get out later that day. Apparently, that was real money that time. Oh, that was. Well, wait a minute. Did he pay 200 on top of the 100 Well. Because if he didn't pay the 200 to begin with, and then he only got out on $100 later in the day, how does that work? Well, they, the prices probably dropped. Like my tickets. How yeah, were $350 tickets only worth $266 a day later? Yeah, was there an insurance policy they bought into? <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, going back to the, your little situation, yeah, not, you yeah. really have no leg to stand on. I know. I yeah. Well, it's not that I don't have a leg to stand on. It's that I want to know what the facts are. And, and I did make a stupid mistake. There's no question about that. But I, I, I would like to know for certain that there is not a way to either take my tickets back from Ticketmaster and sell them myself or use them. I'm sorry. How much each were they? 175 That was without the insurance, right? Right. Okay. Because they're selling for 180 bucks on StubHub, 
which you could mm. probably do that too. Really? But StubHub, I believe, is also owned by Ticketmaster. <laughs> yeah, well. Ultimately. Yeah, that's probably, though, you're probably looking at my tickets. Mm. I uh, think you're going to be very, very disappointed by the end of this. Well, the good thing is I went in disappointed. By the way, speaking of Walmart, uh, you see, I, I just don't I don't see who's going to, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. Walmart is rolling out its own uh, brand. Is it brand? Yeah. Walmart to launch its own line of insulin. Um, you know, granted. Watch, watch out for falling prices and blood sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I do. I do remember that when I was on uh, immunotherapy, I was offered uh, to get it from Target, but uh, you know, and that's where that's where you would go to have the uh, stuff pumped into you. Also, they had uh, some seats out there at Target. Well, you know, they <laughs> they probably sell so much of it at the at the pharmacy at Walmart. They're thinking, hey, listen, we could easily get into uh, into this into this business. Ninety percent of the people that shop there yeah, have uh, the, the diabetes. <laughs> I, I suppose. I just when I saw the headline, Walmart to launch its own line of insulin. Well, it's, it's not uh, like they don't have the money to do it. Uh, uh, are they going to be like? Is the greeter at the end going to? Uh, excuse me. Could you lift up your shirt so I could see the poke marks on your <laughs> yeah, stomach? Yeah. <laughs> you, or give it to you. Did you? Yeah. Did you pay for that insulin? <laughs> can I? Can I have the uh, greeter inject me with the insulin? Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today, it is going to be hot, hazy, and humid again with some uh, chances of severe thunderstorms later this afternoon and a high of 95. Uh, tomorrow, uh, it's going to cool off with a high of only 79, but could see a chance of more thunderstorms. All brought to you by a Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew Coffee. Next time you're at the beverage cooler, look for the black and white can. Great day for a, a nice iced coffee from Fogbuster Nitro Cold Brew. Fogbuster is air-roasted and velvety smooth and never bitter. And that's your Fogbuster forecast and the news on Rock 102. Oh, yeah. The Doe thing, or do they know who she is? I think I think they do know who she is. I don't yeah. know if they're publicly saying her name or where she lives, but you know, in France, everyone's watching. It's not like here in this country where like maybe like, you know, a hundred people in the entire country are really interested in every stage of the Tour de France. Mm. But in in, in in that country, they're crazy about it. And she's left the country because she fears for her life. She, as she should. should. As she should. Well, but I mean, I just can't believe how stupid she was. And this is coming from somebody who, less than an hour ago, admitted something very, very stupid. Well, do you have any idea how many drunken idiots will, like, stand in the middle of the road in the middle of the Boston Marathon? Yeah, I know. I mean, you, 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 you kind of you run that risk when you have spectators on the side of, yeah. of any event that uses the streets. I did. Surprise more Formula One uh, races aren't uh, <laughs> you don't end up this well, way. Well, they usually put up jersey barriers to keep uh, to keep that roadway protected, it, which is why I don't understand why they don't do this for the Tour de France. And I get it; I know it's a long race, but there aren't people standing along the side of the road for the entire time. No, just in, in certain portions, yeah. the most you know populated areas. But uh, but I did see another headline. I can't find the story now, but I did see a headline uh, about racers beginning to protest because the authorities and whoever are not doing a good enough job keeping the uh, the riders safe. It's 7.58. Michael Dobbs, the reminder coming up in just a few minutes on Rock 102. The back... 
Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 811 and ZZ Top and Rock 102. Have a day. This is almost over. Sunshine this morning and hot. We'll hit 95 before the thunderstorms roll in this afternoon. Then tomorrow, a high of only 78. But it is already 81 degrees in downtown Springfield. And for the first time in over a year, it's good to welcome Michael Dobbs into the studio for a chance at, uh, from the uh, rep- from the uh, reminder, it's good to see you. You nearly said the other R word. I, I know. Yeah, almost. I know. Almost. Very, very, very careful how well, those flow for, out of my mouth. First of all, it is a great pleasure to see both of you again. <laughs> and I have to congratulate you sincerely on your honors. You know, the honor that you're getting by being in, inducted into the Massachusetts Broadcasters Hall of Fame. I think that's great. Oh, thank you. At first, uh, I thought it was a uh, clerical error. Like, uh, the, the most, <laughs> it's got to be something wrong here. But apparently... Now we're in, and now they're stuck with us. So as long as no one demands a recount, I think you guys are okay. <laughs> well, you know? we, of course, stole the election, uh, and um, you know, I, I'm sure the mail-in ballots helped us. Uh, yeah. Yeah, Dan Williams keeps saying he'll be uh, installed by August, so yeah, we'll see what yeah, happens. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's a, it's a nice honor. Thank you. And, and you're actually going to go to it, John. Is that uh, true? Presumably. It's, uh, it's a long way away. I mean, we're, not, we're talking September 30th. So, uh, yeah, no, we'll be there. Even if we got to drag it, we'll, yeah. we'll be there. Uh, hey, I wanted to talk. We were talking off the air uh, a few minutes ago. This this Carvana thing in Southwick seems to be uh, touching some people in the wrong places. What do you guys know about this? Well, um, one of my reporters, Peter Courier, who does work for uh, our Penny Saver edition down there, uh, he's been following it. Um, right now, you know, the Board of Selectmen approved it has to go to the planning board for the next step of approval. There was a huge protest um, uh, last night. Um, uh, in fact, uh, I got a text uh, through our group chat. It was like after 9 o'clock from Peter that the, the meeting was still going on. So it's very controversial in Southwick because there's a, a large vocal group who believe that Southwick should remain more agricultural, more rural, and shouldn't be developing property that – uh, could bring in um, basically light industry. That's what, what we're talking here. You know, it's funny because when you mentioned uh, how long the meeting went on, my understanding is it went on close to midnight. There was a very long public meeting session. But even on Mass Live, they had written today that because it was still going on before press, because of press time, the press deadline, uh, we weren't able to do that. In, in this day and age of online uh, newspapers, is there a deadline anymore? If you're strictly online, no. There, there conceivably there wouldn't be. Yeah. But um, I don't think and this will probably get me in trouble with my corporate overlords, uh, who whom I adore <laughs> and worship. Um, I, I, I doubt that Mass Live had an actual one of their reporters there. I, I'm sure it was probably a reporter from the Republican. Oh. Well, and when you and and the way it works is that the Republican still is a print paper and there are deadlines deadlines. that uh, reporters have to adhere to so okay uh, if it was strictly online conceivably you could say to to someone you stay there until the meeting's done and then you sit in your car with the the laptop or the iphone and you file a report that's what i would have thought um i'm sure you've done that uh no 
Not yet. You haven't had <laughs> no. that good for no. you. Actually, actually, we actually sort of believe in concepts of uh, reporters turning in things and then people editing them before we actually give them to. <gasps> oh, that sounds to, very old school. Really? Well, I am. That almost old, sounds like journalism. I, I'm actually an old man, and um, this is a system that works for me. When I, when I go, they can do whatever they want, but until then, that's how we're doing it. You had a you had a column, uh, actually, just a couple of days ago now. Are you uh, of the group who believes, this is about sports betting, uh, that that sports betting, and I'm guessing you are because just the very title of it, sports betting should help as many businesses as possible. You're you're the uh, bunch who believe that as many places as could have Keno should be allowed to have sports betting? I... uh... I, th- I really have problems with concentrating sports betting into a very small group of businesses. So I do think that if the technology allows it, that this should be considered. The, the, the bill um, that Adam Gomez and Orlando Ramos has filed basically tries to even the playing field when it comes to sports betting. So right now you can go into a convenience store and you can play Kino if you want. And that's been established. So the the question they're raising, and I think it's very very valid, is why not do that with sports betting? And I and I understand the concept, but if if I remember correctly, and I'm an old man as well now, when they first let Keno go to wherever it wanted to be, there was a point where they said, uh, you know what, we might have overdone this, and they started to draw some back again. Uh, I don't know how they did it or who they chose or. You know what it was, but do you remember that? Was that? I, I don't remember that, but it, but it sort of sounds like that makes sense. I'm sure they based that on performance. After all, the state wants to make sure that wherever it has like a a, a kino license, that it's actually being used. You know, if if you were able to obtain a license and it wasn't being used, I'm sure the state would consider uh, consider another course of action, but. I, I don't know. I mean, I just don't necessarily believe that, that sports betting, you know, for, for the people, and I'm not sure I believe this either, but for the people who say this is really just a tax on the people who can least afford it, uh, the, the lottery, I mean, um, sports betting is going to be the same way. It, it's going to go into neighborhoods where they can't afford to be betting the money that they are and, and losing the money they will. And uh, I'm not usually the one who worries about vices being out there, but this one I'm kind of thinking that way. Well, I guess um, uh, I guess my feeling is that we have so many legal vices out there anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know if sports betting is going to have the type of negative impact that some people might think it's going to have, to be perfectly frank. I think, you know, you're going to have certain places that are going to want it, certain places that aren't going to want it. And in those, you know, neighborhoods that are concerning for some people are the same neighborhoods that have scratch tickets at every, you know, convenience store. You know, it, you, and you can do it for <laughs> as little as a dollar. And it's this, you know, it is the same kind of thing. Yet, does it prey on certain portions of the population? Sure, but on the other hand, there's you kind of have to weigh the benefits of doing this with uh, with the risks. If I'm a bar owner, and I'm going to just use like uh, like Billy Stetson for example, owns well, a couple places in uh, in Chicopee, the Rumble Seat and Collegian Court. You know, this is a guy that feels like you know there should be an even playing field. If I've got Keno and I'm able to run that you know efficiently and uh, and safely. Then you know why shouldn't I have the ability 
to get involved in this too. I mean, when the casino bill was first proposed, he was concerned, how does this affect my business? What does this take away from me and the other small businesses that own similar type of, uh, of establishments? And I think, you know, I think Ramos and, uh, and Gomez are, are right. I mean, in a, in a way there, there needs to be an even playing field. Why give, you know, casinos exclusivity? with this if you're already allowing other kinds of gambling to happen in other places. Well, let's take a look at at the cannabis situation in the Bay State here. Initially, there was this thought that cannabis would be sort of like a mom-and-pop kind of entry-level thing. You know, we've got alcohol sales down pat. We know how to do that. So couldn't this be sort of an equivalent? And, of course, it hasn't been. It takes a lot of money to maintain a dispensary, a lot of money. And it's been set up that way. And it's not a mom-and-pop thing, and it's not a thing that uh, communities of color have shown that they can actually do very easily when it comes to the money side of it. So I think that this bill sort of speaks to the idea, well, we already have seen what cannabis legalization has done, it has put more money into more larger businesses, many of which are out-of-state businesses. So how can we prevent this from happening with sports betting? How can we get um, sports betting and the revenues from sports betting into a wider group of people here in, in Massachusetts? You know, you just said something that just made me realize. Between your business, our business, most businesses now uh, that have been swallowed by these giant corporations and and are no longer mom and pop operations liquor stores are among the few things i can think of that have not i think we have a couple of uh, chain liquor stores in 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 this part of massachusetts yeah. but for the most part liquor stores have remained a local business yeah it's not like anheuser-busch comes in and buys you know a, a whole state's worth of of liquor stores or or cores or you know any of the any of the beer companies. No, but they do. I mean, they do get their inventory from distributorships, which can be pretty large companies. Yes, the distributors yes. can be. Yes, and and surprisingly, the distributorships aren't even the ones buying the liquor stores. So, I I was trying to think about another company that was left that or another industry left that wasn't being done by that, and you just you made, made me think of that. This is uh, Michael Dobbs in the studio. You know, we've uh, we had Cheryl Clapperud on the show. I think it was uh, last week, and uh, as you know, there's been some call for her to step down from her position, uh, based on the belief that uh, there is racism in the Springfield Police Department. She claims that uh, she doesn't see evidence of that, um, but there are plenty of people in the community who say, "Well, now wait a minute, just that's not that may not be accurate." What's your assessment of the call to have her step down? I think that there's a, you know, as you know, there's been this series of not only events, but now investigations, you know, the uh, um, the DOJ investigation into the narcotics unit, for instance. Um, it's not that I think that we have a bad police force, and I live in Springfield. I pay taxes for it. Uh, I've interacted with police officers. I don't think we have a, quote, bad police force, but I do think we have had problems, and we need to acknowledge those problems. And I think it's distressing to some people to see statements made by leadership that would indicate that 
either the problems do not exist or that the problems are so small that they shouldn't really be talked about. Uh, I really think that, um, you know, uh, the pendulum about uh, policing in this country is swinging in into a direction that's that's pretty interesting. I mean, you know, in Northampton, you've got a whole group of people that want to see the police force abolished, period. Okay, so that's one side of that pendulum. And then the other side is people who mindlessly believe that there is no there are no problems with policing. Um, I think that in every community, every aspect of government or public life in that manner has to be scrutinized, has to be examined. And when there are issues, they have to be addressed. Um, it's It shouldn't be a political thing. It shouldn't be, well, we have to protect certain organizations or certain institutions because of our politics. It's it's all about if, if you're on the if you're getting a public paycheck, it should be about service and there should be about the quality of that service. You don't so, want to uh, really commit on whether or not Cheryl should keep her job or go? Oh, geez, Louise, John. <laughs> <laughs> what about the idea of the police commission? What do you What do you think of that? I th- personally, I think the idea of having civilian input into the way a police department is run is a valid point. I yes. just uh, I just finished reading this book uh, by Bill Bratton, who was uh, the commissioner in Boston and uh, New York twice and and Los Angeles as well. And, and I know Mayor Sarno is very much against this idea, but, you know, as you referred to it as a civilian uh, commission, yes, they would be civilians, but you could still load up a commission with enough people who know enough about law enforcement and the police work, the police industry, to be able to make it an effective commission who can handle uh, hiring, firing, and disciplining of officers, which is exactly what the mayor doesn't want to have because he doesn't want, I don't know if he just doesn't want to turn that over to civilians as opposed to, you know, possibly law professors or lawyers or, or, or people like that who could be on a commission. I, I think it's, I think you can have it both ways. I, I agree with you. Uh, the, the problem with a lot of people who are uh, against a police commission is the way the police commission used to be in the bad old days in Springfield, where it was loaded with political hacks, where people who wanted to become police officers knew what they had to do, which was to cozy up to someone on the commission. Right. Okay, so that commission is indefensible. And I understand why there are people who would point to it and say, we can't go back to that again. But- I don't think we have to go back to that, to that again. I think what we can do is to have people on a commission that can help restore some uh, positivity uh, to the whole idea of policing. Absolutely. It. Uh, I can't believe the time is already uh, already up. Believe it or not, that was pretty quick. Yes, that's <laughs> <laughs> good. But it's good to have you back, Michael Dobson. Reminder. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate it. it. It's eight twenty six. Bax and O'Brien at Rock one hundred two. Life is at uh, 828 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. If you missed any part of uh, the Bax and O'Brien show, like uh, yesterday's uh, nonstop whoring and uh, glad handing of ourselves, uh, you can check out the Bax and O'Brien podcast. It's available on baxandobrien.com, but you can also subscribe through Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, 
and Spotify. Virtually anywhere you find podcasts, you will find the Bax and O'Brien one, too. It's all brought to you by Gary Thomas from the Wealth Technology Group. And check out Baxi's musical podcast this week. Uh, it's Baxi's enormous record collection talking about the Cramps 1980 debut album songs, The Lord Taught Us. And I got a very cool interview coming up on Monday morning. All of it on BaxandO'Brien.com. Yeah, I just got this uh, this new iPhone, iPhone 11, and uh, I'm still getting used to it. Still not a big fan of the homeless button. Um, but I also, I don't know where this even comes from. It's it's under the title Sounds and Haptics. I don't even know what a haptic is. I'm not even sure. Uh, but it says, volume should be turned down. Based on your headphone usage over the last seven days, you've exceeded the recommended limit for audio exposure. The hell does First that of mean? all, I already have a mother. Secondly, yeah, what the hell does that mean? Because I don't use headphones with uh, with my iPhone. I use an Anchor speaker, and I don't know if they consider yeah, that yeah. the same. I, I do use headphones uh, with my phone. And you also have them way too high. Well, you So don't... do you get these messages? That, it, what, that it's too loud? Yeah. No. Why am I getting it? Because I never, because I, I never crank up the volume if I'm listening to something on the phone. I don't use headphones. Why am I getting this message? I don't know. And then who's who's making this decision? I think there's a certain level that the uh, human ear can handle, and a certain level that they're they're not. Mm. Especially when you're talking about, you know, can you hear any other ambient noise? If you've got head, you know, noise canceling headphones, you mm. may not be able to hear like uh, oncoming traffic. Uh, the screams of victims. Yeah, that's uh, not what I'm asking. Who are the people in this phone that are deciding what's good or not good for me? John, I hate to break it to you. There are no people in the phone. Well, there's people running it because yeah. someone typed out this message. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. There's probably System a standard. Haptics. Probably a standard to prevent you from going deaf. There's. I do apparently have a button turned on called System Haptics. Does well, that sound like... What is a haptic? I don't know. I have no idea what a haptic is. You're supposed to be here to help me. Yeah, but I, I, there is no helping you. Haptic. I am looking it up. I am looking it up. iPhone haptic is, is relating to the sense of touch, in particular relating to the perception and manipulation of objects using the senses of touch and uh, pro uh, pre uh, preception. I don't know what the yeah. hell that is. Again, that's not helping me. At all. Well, I'm turning it off. We got news next to Rock 102. Hey, everybody, it's back four with Bax and O'Brien and Rock 102. It's time for news. Here's local radio icon Steve Nagel. Thanks, Bax. Uh, there is still a significant uh, backup on the uh, Mass Pike that we forgot to mention to you. Twice. Several, yeah, several times. times yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's milepost 72 eastbound. That's between Palmer and Sturbridge. Apparently, there was some sort of car fire or accident or something. But we've had multiple calls uh, up to and including just a few minutes ago. Really? Because we yeah. forgot, I've forgotten it so often, I was thinking the car's not only already been towed away, but probably fixed. Well, I mean, twice isn't that... Uh, I mean, it's, you know, listen, it's not like you were ignored all morning long. Well, close to it. But I, yeah, I'm pretty sure a car fire is well cleaned up by now. Well, either way, there's still a backup uh, in that area. Mm. So. In Agawam, uh, high winds took down trees and even a building Tuesday night as severe storms rolled through western Massachusetts. Most of the damage was uh, focused near Main Street as well as River Road in the southeastern corner of the town. An old tobacco barn near Six Flags was flattened by the wind while Deering Street uh, was closed. What? What did she say? 
The, no, she, uh, she did say flattened. It just, it just, it, she slurred it a little bit. I don't think she said flattened. Yeah, she did. When you replayed it, it was flattened. Uh, I don't know. The 22 did that earlier this morning, and uh, there was a little bit of a garbling of the words. Garbling? Garbling. Gargling? Garbling. Barbling? Marbling. Marbling. Yeah. Uh, all roadways in town are now open, by the way. And Six Flags did close for some uh, last night because of the storms. Uh, beginning July 1st, Massachusetts residents can uh, begin registering for a chance to win $1 million. Or a college scholarship grant from Vax Millions Giveaway. Of course, you'll still get taxed on your earnings. Uh, yeah. So? Well, then you're not really winning a million dollars. Well, you've hey, won the million dollars. That's your responsibility to pay the tax. Speaking of colleges, did, did you see where they? Uh, you know where the 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 Monticello uh, house is that that used to in, belong to in the summers? in summers? Yeah. yeah, they they turned that into a college, and a it appears college. as though properties on on either side, which may or may not have been owned by them, also, so that it's a whole complex. It's not just that Monticello house. It, it's like a house or properties on either sides of it. And then, yeah, there's a big stone sign out in front. I can't remember the name of the college, but it's, it says, yeah, it says college on it. I, I've seen you know the pictures on the inside. It's a little bit more updated than the actual Monticello, which has oh, still got to, you I know, hope so. still got some out of date stuff, but you yeah, know, like, they, like slave quarters and stuff like that. Well, that's probably a dorm now. Registration for the <laughs> not, not in Monticello. It's not. <laughs> Registration for the Vax Millions begins tomorrow. To enter, you must be fully vaccinated and apply on VaxMillionsGiveaway.com. A call center will be made available to residents that do not have internet and will be available in multiple languages. You can reach the call center by uh, calling 211 uh, during business hours during the day. Well, what's the rest of the number? That's it. That's just it. 211. Just 211? Yeah. They're doing all these now. Uh, you know, 911 was it before. Now there's six one one. There's three one one. There's no one one one. No, where's the five five five? Five 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 is fake. Yeah, that's not gonna get you anywhere. <sighs> oh, but wait. there was always the four one one. Remember the four one one? That was yep. information. Yeah. Information. Does that still exist? I, I don't be- even know. I believe it does. Really? You want to try it for old people? You want to try it? Mm, nah. nah. Come on. Nah. Yeah, I mean, you don't really need it anymore because of the internet, but uh, I wonder if they're still charging the astronomical price they used to charge for using information. Remember it was like $2 or something to it would be charged on your telephone bill? $2? That's an outrage. You don't remember that? No. no. Yeah, it was 2 bucks to get... Uh, my, my father would usually complain about something. Who the hell used information? <laughs> Who did that? Just look it up in a phone book. I don't remember it being that expensive. That's that's a lot of money for a little bit of information. It's outrageous. I just remember the phone books getting tinier and tinier as oh, the years went on until it just became uh, dust in the wind. Yeah, like, it's like the Republican. Remember the? Yeah. I think the saddest people you know were the very last people that were selling advertising in the yellow pages. Hey, so I got news for you. Those are the saddest oh, people yeah. ever. Like, nobody wants to oh, buy an ad in the yellow pages. Down in the villages, they still have a phone book. And that thing, and, and newspa- a newspaper that's maybe a half inch thick. 
and they're both loaded with advertising. Yeah, but that's the villages. I the know. average age there is 900 years it's old. It's not that old. I'm talking about, you know, in, in other areas of the country where the yellow pages are completely obsolete. Yeah. Well, they have thankfully not dropped one in my driveway in quite some time. <laughs> Hello. Would you like to buy advertising in the yellow pages? No. Why not? Because it's a pyramid scheme? Okay. <laughs> Let's start with the hell's the name of the guy that George called to ask if he wanted to buy computers. <laughs> oh, Lloyd Brun. No, no, no Lloyd, Lloyd Brun was, was competing was selling with him. He called the guy up. Hello, Mr. Barnum? You want to buy a computer? No? Why not? <laughs> okay. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> and he hangs up. The, uh... Springfield Fire Department responded to a fire caused by lightning last night. Officials responded to 29 uh, Marchionis Street around 8 p.m. for a shed fire. Uh, they said it was due to a lightning strike, but nobody was hurt, and the fire was put out. They showed a video last night. I don't remember where it was. A car getting hit by lightning. The car behind it had a like one of those dash cams on it, and uh, you saw this bolt of lightning hit the car, and then the lights went out. And they, they didn't give it, all they said was that nobody was injured, but they didn't give any explanation as to whether the car was disabled by it. Kind of uh, knocked out of the park that whole idea that you're perfectly safe in a car during an electrical storm. No, they were perfectly safe in the car. It's like being in a plane. You know, you're you're safe from the lightning, but the vehicle is still going to get hit. Yeah, that messes and up your I, car. And I think it did mess up the car. That's the one thing. I don't know why they didn't explain that. Can you park a disabled vehicle in a handicapped spot? <laughs> What's well, the deal with Andy? Have you seen these people? Popeyes is trying out a new menu item called the I Don't Know Meal for people who can't decide what to get. Uh, why would you? I, I know, I, you know, obviously this isn't about the drive-through necessarily, but why would you get in a drive-through if you didn't know what you wanted? Well, sometimes uh, you get up to the menu, and it can be so overwhelming with all the choices that they have. Yeah, I know, but don't people kind of have their their favorites for each individual fast food place? Well, I mean, if you've never, if you're not a regular customer, you know, maybe you uh, you don't know what to get. I mean, I did that the other day. I went to the I went to the Holyoke Mall because I had to go to the Apple Store, and I went to Starbucks, which I never go to, and. Uh, I just wanted a simple iced coffee with French vanilla. And, you know, I'm looking at this board and, you know, all these crazy-ass drinks. I'm like, can I just have an iced coffee with French vanilla flavoring, cream and sugar? And they gave you one, right? Yeah. Not yeah, a big deal. That's, yeah. I, mean, that's, I mean, there's a lot to choose from, but if you want just simplicity, then you just say, I just want a hot coffee with some room for cream. That's it. That's I, all you got to do. I scared the crap out of the staff of the Dunkin' Donuts up in Granby yesterday. What'd you do? I, I, I got to the drive-thru, and I was going to order uh, order an iced coffee because it was such a hot day. And, of course, you know, Dunkin' Donuts is the place to go. I guess you want an iced coffee, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, I go uh, up to the drive-thru. But, unfortunately, the fan noise from my truck uh -huh. and the air conditioning units that are behind that building, mm -hmm. I couldn't hear a word that the clerk was saying through the speaker. So I just said, I can't hear anything you're saying. I'm just going to drive up to the window. <laughs> and I got up to the window, <laughs> and they were all on the defense like I was going to kill them or something. They 
They're like, we thought you were mad. And I'm like, no, I just couldn't hear you. And so I told you I'd come up to the window. And I was like, please don't spit in my coffee. <laughs> yeah. Uh, too late. But I, I think that that is pretty intimidating, because especially with all the viral videos going around, yeah. of these, uh, these people just uh, bitching at people for no reason. You know, they built a, they put a Dunkin' Donuts in Enfield that's only drive through You can't go inside. You know what? I... I think I knew that, or that they were going to build some that were like, you know, only that kind of I never heard of that a, before. You know, there's like, there's so, m- most of their business is all drive through, I think. Yeah. You don't see a lot of people going in as much as you used to, especially during the pandemic where the lines were like, you know, you know, pretty long. I just think people you know, well, want to get their coffee and their donut and uh, and zip right on, on out of there. That might be true for a standalone Dunkin', but for I don't, I don't know for the Dunkins that are inside, like gas stations, uh, you know, or Pride stations. You wonder how much walk up business they do. But this one, and it was built during the pandemic, so I don't know if it was done with that in mind. But yeah, you can't go. The only people can go inside are employees. Otherwise, just, it's all drive-through. I just don't understand how you go to a Popeyes and not know what you want. Well, because it's like to me, if you go to Popeyes, there's a pretty good chance you're there for the chicken. The I don't know. Well, it's meal. not about the chicken. It's about what form of chicken. Well, I can get the three-piece or the four-piece or a sandwich. Yeah. Uh, Sure, there's many different recipes within that as well. The I don't know meal features the chain's most popular menu item: a chicken sandwich. Right now, you get a bonus premium lemonade for free when you order the meal online or through the app. This this is kind of stupid. If you're yeah. just going to order, why don't you just order the chicken sandwich and the lemonade? Yeah. If it's not like you're ordering, can you give me the surprise grab bag? No. Where the employees deciding what to put inside the bag. Well, I just oh, that would be kind of fun. But, but it's already a predetermined meal, so it really shouldn't be called the I don't know meal. It should just be called the chicken sandwich with lemonade. Yeah, and give me a biscuit while you're at it. The Is lemonade that, chicken sandwich. That's disgusting. <laughs> I don't think the lemonade's a dipping sauce. You never had a, le- a lemonade chicken sandwich before, huh? Your uh, Pioneer Valley forecast today is going to be hot, hazy, and humid with a chance of severe thunderstorms this afternoon and a high of 95. Tomorrow, uh, more chances of some thunderstorms, but it's going to cool off. High of only 78. It is 80 right now in downtown Springfield. I'm Steve Nagel, and that's the news on Rock 102. Rock 102 Springfield's Classic Rock. It's 851. And Brian Adams on Rock 102. Half a hot day. At some point early in the afternoon, talking probably about 2 o'clock, thunderstorms will roll in, and then it will cool down. Uh, But it's going to hit 95 before that happens. It's already in the 80s, 82 right now. The uh, Southwick Nationals are coming to the WIC 338 in Southwick on July 10th. It's a big, big event, the fifth round of the uh, 2021 Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championships. And we happen to have a pair of tickets uh, to the 10th caller right now at 293-1021. To find out more information, uh, go to the uh, WIC338.com website, and good luck to you. I had a story on the news last night. It was actually kind of cool. This uh, woman... Uh, now that I think about it, I don't know how old she was, but 60 years ago, she wrote a letter. She was a big, a big, uh, Yankees fan. She wrote a letter to the Yankees 60 years ago asking why there weren't any bat girls and could she be one? Well, there was that one bat girl on the television show. Yeah. Well, uh, she was horrible though with a, with a Louisville slugger. Uh, so they, she actually got a letter back and she kept it. 
which, you know, basically said girls should be allowed to do whatever boys can do. Unfortunately, uh, we don't have that opportunity and we're very, very sorry, but thank you for being a fan, blah, 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 blah. So 60 years later, I think she's probably maybe about 72, 73 years old. Um, she did it again. She wrote him. She wrote him another letter. Obviously, it wasn't responded to by the same person who wrote the one sixty years ago. But they said, uh, "Sure, why not? Come on out." <laughs> so they brought her out there, six seventy something years old. They put her name on a locker in the locker room. Uh, she was out on the field handing balls to the to the umpire. Uh, meeting with the players, you know, I'm sure it was a one game thing, but, yeah, but uh, even Steven still, I mean, yeah. she gets to fulfill a lifelong dream. Yeah. Kinda, yeah. It was actually kind of cool. That is kind of cool. You know? I've, uh, I, I never had that kind of uh, desire to do, uh, to be a ball boy or a water boy or any of that stuff. By the time I tried out to be the ball retriever though, at, the, at Wimbledon when I was in my forties. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I don't remember, remember any of the lines yeah. from back then, but uh, <laughs> I, I certainly do remember you going and it was chasing them balls down after was, they hit into the net. Yeah, it was quite a workout. Oh, I, I bet really, it was. I really showed those kids a thing or two. Oh, yeah. Well, listen. <laughs> till they, I got hit in the head by that one ball that knocked me out. They were thinking you were too old for a job like that, and they, were, they learned their lesson. I showed them. It's uh, 8.54 with Bax and O'Brien to Rock 102. Rock 102's Classic Rock Summer is driven by Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. Experience the difference. Quality, service, and price. All at Leah Toyota of Wilbraham. It's happening now through Labor Day weekend. All you need to do is listen to Rock 102 all summer long and get ready to pounce when your opportunity to grab your share of the summer stash of prizes presents itself. Plus, we're giving away a $25 gift card to The Hangar every weekday through Labor Day. If you'd like to take a shot at winning, you need to register at rock102.com. Then listen to Pat Kelly every weekday afternoon to see if you've won. It's the classic rock summer driven by Leah Toyota of Wilbraham on Rock 102, Springfield's Classic Rock. Take a break from the heat with a cold one from 7Bs out in Westfield at the corners of 